Hello and welcome to the in- episode number 44 at the Indie Football Podcast. As we have progressed through our journey of hosting different people on our show, it brings me immense pleasure to introduce Prasanna, who has been very active when it comes to Indian football. His sporting interests runs beyond football as well and his YouTube channel is absolutely buzzing with sports content at all times. Thank you Prasanna for doing this. How are you? Thank you man for inviting me. Uh, I've been wanting to be a part of this for a while and uh, because time zones do clash, so we've been like kind of pushing <laughs> this, but better yeah. late than never, as they say. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, man. Anukas, sir, I, um, it's not the first time when we had to, you know, slightly say the, the, for, to appreciate, to establish a communication for all the three people that this time is good, this mm-hmm. time is bad. But every time we eventually finalize on the team, to have people from USA, to have Prasanna, it just adds to the enriching experience that our podcast is now. Definitely, man. I was, uh, you know, talking to Prasanna pre-show that, uh, you know, it's pretty good that for someone staying in the US, he is still, you know, how much uh, uh, how much he is into the roots of Indian football still and how much, you know, he is contributing because I have seen Prasanna's uh, watch-alongs and I have seen his uh, the kind of content he puts out on YouTube. It's very admirable for someone to be, you know, posting content on the regular as well as, you know, doing his own job in the US. So it's uh, pretty cool. And uh, like, uh, it's kind of good for me to, you know, be able to make you guys meet since you guys were to, uh, kind of together uh, for Delhi Capitals in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah, I definitely know Prasanna as someone who would absolutely not shy away from giving his opinions during the Chennai Super Kings match. And I to just to just briefly allude to a moment, I mean, Prasanna would probably remember or recall it. So, in a watch-alongs, it's very similar to how all other watch-alongs go. And everyone's watching the match and a Delhi Capitals wicket goes off. They are 30 Delhi Capitals fans and only Prasanna is the Chennai fan also. So, Prasanna goes like this, this, this and everyone else is just grim and sad. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I just love the enthusiasm Prasanna has got to the DC Tolly shows every time. I am a CSK fan, by the way, like just in case. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, I hope he, uh, that a bit of that enthusiasm percolates here at this episode as well. So, Prasanna, let's talk about the Indian Super League. Uh, Mumbai City won the title. Uh, we'll we'll go back in time as well. But for starters, uh, if someone asks you what has stayed with you from the current season, what would it be? I think the main thing is the return of fans because two years the fans have not been able to go to the stadiums, and it's happened only in Goa. And uh, this season, um, performances aside, the games aside, the fact that fans are returning to the stadium is in itself. Uh, um, a welcome back, proper welcome back. And for someone who has gone to Chennai games, it can it sort of it hit me in one it hit me one way that I've not been able to go there, and it, and I felt sort of jealousy seeing the Super oh, Matans go there week in week. Out. I was like, damn, I should have been there. Damn, I should have been there. But at the end of the day, um, they will come a day when I'll eventually go there. But the thing is that it's come back after two years. You knew it will come back, but. It's like some of the events when you know it will happen, but when it happens, it kind of hits you hard. And this one um, was um, so many people got emotional over this and rightly so. And the first game when we hosted Bengaluru, um, the team, the welcome to the team bus, uh, it was just so refreshing to see that, yeah, football is finally back in Chennai. So that was one thing that stuck for me this season more than the performances. It was just that fans were back into stadiums in full capacity. 
Yeah, two observations. First, not many USA pe- people who stay in USA speak about how they wish to be here in India for an event. But Anukar sir, speaking of fans in India, I mean, uh, if not particularly and specifically for the Indian Super League, but throughout our journey of more than 40 episodes, we are closing on 50 episodes now. On numerous occasions, we have alluded to the fact that Indian football fan base is probably one of the biggest in the world for a team that for a national team that hasn't really gone on to make uh, the right noises in the international arena. So from a fan's perspective, to have their own league in India for football is a great starting point for all the uh, football efficient uh, enthusiasts, right? Definitely. I mean, uh, see, uh, what I would like to say is that uh, since the time of the I-League, when, you know, it was very much the main league, uh, it was popular in some parts of the country, like you being from Kolkata would know much better, of course, about the, you know, about uh, how teams like Mohan Bagan, teams like East Bengal, teams like Dempo were, you know, so popular at that point. Even Mohammed in sporting, you could say. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, Mohammed in sporting. Yeah, so uh, what I uh, feel is that uh, it's uh, how you know when the, this is the inception when the first match was played in 2014 between ATK and uh, Mumbai City FC. Uh, what I felt was that at that time there was a viewership of 75 million people watching it in the first week itself. 170 million watched people watched it, which was 12 times the viewership in the FIFA World Cup uh, in 2014. This kind of oh, wow. goes to show that it's not that people won't watch football, they just want to watch quality football. And I think uh, that is something which if improved upon, which uh, will really contribute to the game getting better in the country. Uh, because it's as simple as that. The whole excitement was players like Luis Garcia, players like Rise, I know I'm naming too many Liverpool players. <laughs> but players uh, from, you know, uh, the world over who had big na- who were big names coming into the league, uh, playing in India, that meant something to the people, that meant something to the fans, and the quality in itself was really good. So I think if there's a more if there's more of a focus on that, that could really improve because at the end of the day, it's a global the world is a global village at the moment, right? Like we have a fan from USA who is you know doing so much about Indian football in Prasanna, right? So yeah. what I feel is that it's something that which can be improved upon with more international exposure with better matches and how you know the game could grow overall so that's what i feel is should be a step in the right direction where we can uh, focus on improving improving the quality of the game and that could only happen by changes at the grassroots level yeah absolutely there are many points that uh, deserve for a three-hour-long conversation. But I also wanted to add, uh, like, slowly we are swapping positions. I just love how Anukar sir now has become a number bug like I am. He mentioned how the viewership numbers were, how it was 12 times of whatever it was earlier. But Prasanna, I'd also like... Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I have that kind of effect on people. But anyways, Prasanna, I'm going to tell you more about uh, my experiences of watching the Mumbai City home games here at the Andheri Sports Complex. I'm currently in Mumbai. That's where I study. So every time there's a Mumbai City home game, I have just not missed it for the last two to three months. And the atmosphere for a Mumbai game has been absolutely electrifying. Like, for example, if I have to pick up an instance where it was uh, Mumbai versus Kerala Blasters, a match where Mumbai absolutely blew away Kerala. Within yeah. the opening 20 minutes, we had 4-0. And all the Manjapara, even though the Manjapara's fan base was probably more than the Mumbai fan, fan base. But 
ever since like 15 years ago when i start following had start followed cricket that fan thing that atmosphere inside a stadium i really felt that at the isl and we are going to come into the aspects later on about how isl has left a lot to be wanted in terms of growing football but i think that's one of the big parts of what uh, indian football I, there are many things that isl is probably lacking currently but the enthusiasm of fans isn't one of them right yeah i do and um, the thing is like at the start you had these say all these like six foreigners you had just the two month season you had very low ticket prices and now it's and now actually if you see one of the reason behind ticket prices is none of the teams actually own their own stadium the only team that actually owns the state has an own stadium is jamshedpur which is the reason oh. why they have ticket prices at 1500 others don't yeah for Absolutely. chennai minimum ticket is like 250 for bangalore if you see minimum would probably be around 350 something and uh, yes probably the other places in, as well similar in similar mumbai time. in mumbai it's 150 yeah yeah and the thing is like the stadium capacity is one thing but the how many seats are allocated is one other yeah. thing because if you see chennai nearest chennai stadium capacity is 40000 but only actually 20000 are allotted to the public why is that even for mumbai football arena i think capacity is around 20k but i don't think even, i don't think even 10k around is 10k yeah it's it's a number below 10000 yeah so what is the reason for that why are you not allowing the full stadium to be happen and mainly the thing is if you see in chennai the main occupant occupants are like on the side of the goal not behind the goal yeah behind the goal yes. is where, where the maximum action happens and it's like yeah why are you not allowing that that is one thing and second thing um obviously the seasons of seasons have gone abroad uh, gone bigger um, it's become uh, it's become the top league as praful patel once um, superbly lied that i league will still be the top league of india and isl will be a booster dose how quickly yeah. that changed yeah absolutely so, yeah from what has been a two month league to what is now be or now like a four five month proper league and still has to grow and of course the i league uh, toppers will now eventually gain promotion into the league for the next two three years and then promotion relegation will take place how yes. i see it's like one step forward but unfortunately it's like two steps back yeah and one and another thing is the fan engagement when, when people keep complaining and i don't see reason why i don't see a reason why they shouldn't be complaining because the, some of the match timings i mean before at least they used to have daily 730 games where on a weekends you would get good attendances but sometimes you would not but now it's right. slowly kind of getting better in a way of course it's not fully better but when you see friday saturday sunday games and of course sometimes double headers happen which is good actually to be fair and um, scheduling is getting better but obviously they have only started to reschedule things now so i don't expect things to change overnight it will take a lot of time and the fact that i league in itself it was dispossessed um as the top league it just makes no sense i mean I don't. People hardly know nowadays, apart from their own respective clubs, that I League is actually happening. I League is actually yeah. being tested. Correct. And that is the problem. Once the top league, once the league where you you found like top 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 players, and you had the likes of uh, Mohan Bagan, East Bengal, Bengaluru, Dempo, Salgokar, etc. Like all you, 
I don't know what was the need to necessarily create a new league in itself. You could have actually put those extra money into the I League itself because I League, according to one of the, um, I think in 2016 or 2015, was voted one of the top leagues in Asia because yeah. every title right. race would go down to a final day, every allegation would go down to the final day. Like there was so much happening, and now it's yeah. just um, that that they've created a league and they're trying to do something and. We hope it. If we hope it works out at the end of the day, I mean, it's only like, uh, as like people like to say, oh, it's not there, it's not there. I mean, it's only nine years that the I League has like, ISL has existed. So, you you cannot compare to likes of European leagues that have existed for gen for decades, more than hundred years. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, what yeah. I feel is that uh, like when the ISL was started. Uh, like when the idea of it came along, that was in 2013. So the whole point was no, rebranding. It 2010 itself. 2010 itself, the Reliance, Ambani, they wanted to invest. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the official inauguration of was in 2013 and the first, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, the match yeah. was in 2014. So what I mean to say is that the whole point, the whole concept at that point of time was rebranding Indian football in such a way that it attracts more viewers and that it overall improves. But the fact is, what I think it has failed, like as you very rightfully pointed out, is that the rebranding hasn't really happened in the way it should have been, and not a lot has has changed. Like it has maybe changed from nineteen to twenty, but it hasn't really changed uh, for the game in India. Yeah, and exactly. I think yeah, yeah exactly. And before when ISL started, you had six foreigners, and then it became five. Now it's four foreign. And now it's only four foreigners, and people say the quality has decreased. Why? Because you don't give quality, you don't give time to Indian players. Indian players are what make the Indian football team. And if you see the Indian football team, you see literally almost the same faces every single time. Yeah. You cannot depend on Sunil Chetri every single time. You cannot depend on Sunday Stingan every single time. Someone needs to have a next. We need to have the next Sunil Chetri. We need to have the next Sunday Stingan. And thankfully, we have prospects one in Bengaluru and Sivasakti and one in um, and uh, now in FC Goa who thankfully made his way up. Is now Anwar Ali Junior. I mean, we all know yeah. story, what happened with him and how, like, literally they had to fight for him and now he's finally playing and now he's finally getting the time he deserves. Because what the ASL team is doing is they're playing a foreign striker, the foreign um, centre-attacking midfield. The whole spine is literally foreigners. So, how will the Indian game improve in itself? If you look at around, you can literally count the number of Indian centre-backs that we have. You can look at Anwar Ali. You can look at Nanendra Gallo. You can look at Gurmukh Singh who's starting to make his way, starting to play game, finally play games for Chennai. You look at Bengaluru, you look at Sandesh Jingan. You look at um, some other teams. You, look, you can actually count yeah. the number of centre-backs they have at this point of time. I mean, you, yeah. um, so if you don't give them game time, you have to, sometimes you have to expect them to make mistakes so that they learn and become better in the future. I mean, Without making mistakes, there is no scope for learning. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, we don't give Indian centre backs enough time, and when you want to persist with a foreign centre back court padding, quote unquote, Indians are never going to get time. Hmm. And yeah. when one good way that Indian, we have a lot of Indian right backs. We have a lot of Indian left backs coming in that way. We have the likes of Akash Mishra. You have um, Akash Sangon who's having a fantastic season. Um, in the fact that Akash Mishra has developed a way, we, we have seen him develop under Malolo Marquez, that's good to see. And even in the right-back situation, um, we have Preetam Kortal, we have uh, uh, we have other players, we have Ajit who has been up and down in Chennai and 
Mumbai City, we have had um, Rahul Beke. Of course, Rahul Beke, who, how can we forget? So, Rahul you yeah. see many players in the right-back and left-back positions. We see a lot of players in like the midfield positions. But we don't see enough players in striker, uh, mid, in proper attacking midfielder and in defence. Which is, the essence, the spine of the team. When the spine oh. is broken, other areas, how, even though you are star-dusted in other areas, how do you expect us to improve? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's also the the next part of the segment which has which Prasanna has largely covered now. I what I wanted to know more from his side, considering that he's someone who has closely followed Indian football, the ISL, and all the Indian players as we have known by now. So, uh, like for example, in our college as well, the IPL are doing well, and what ISL needs to do. I mean, of course, their IPL can't be compared to any other sports league because of so many things happening at the right time, at the right place, by the right people for it back then. But there are two, three things that observations I have for the Indian Super League, like why why hasn't uh, an ICL, I, ISL reached probably what even the Pro Kabaddi League has done or the IPL has done is because the other leagues have the best global players playing in those leagues. IPL okay. has the best cricketers, PKL has the best Kabaddi players. Now, ISL does not have it. And so now for the second part of it, I don't see, I don't look at it as a shortcoming. I don't look at it as a drawback. I feel this is where we could probably market ourselves let alone marketing, it's a very far-fetched thing. This is where our scope for improvement, our improving our own Indian play players comes in. Like, for example, the other day in our college, we had a football entrepreneur called Hemant Sharma. So he came in and said, my goal is not about making the Indian national team great. My my goal is to developing Indian talent. So that's two, that serves two purposes. That serves like the Indian national team would obviously get better if there's more Indian talent, as well as there's Indian talent who goes on and plays to various overseas leagues. Now, the fact that when Premier League, uh, when someone from the Indian uh, soil goes on to play to the Premier League is something that uh, many of us would want to see happen, but it'll take a long time. But I feel Prasanna did cover a lot of the things that you wanted to say. Anugar sir, for example, for someone who's you, who have followed a player like Premier League for so long and being an Indian, what is an ideal, probably Indian situation, Indian football situation that you'd want to see five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line? Uh, before I like uh, get to that part, like yeah. nice question you've asked. Uh, so there's this, uh, we are not very far away, like from a single player reaching the Premier League uh, around half a decade back or I think somewhere around a decade back. Sunil Shetri was very close to signing for Queen's Park Rangers. Prasanna might yeah. definitely know about yeah. it. But then there was some problem with the logistics and some last moment glitch. No, the which thing he is, so he mentioned in an interview that for to qualify for QPR, so two things. One, hmm. he needed to play more than 75% of a national team game. Right, so right, right. should be in the top 70 or 60. Yeah. 70. Top, yeah, huh, that's top that's 70, right. right huh. yeah. There was a rule at that point. Yeah, I remember yeah. there was an that, interview. That's, right. why, he couldn't, huh. that's yeah. why he couldn't go. Because right, right, right. Exactly, yeah. and you see many team, many players like they go on trials. Like you see Lalanjola Chante, who's huh. not. I was about to talk city. about him. He went to, to trials for Liverpool. We saw Sunday Singh go to Croatia. We were all happy that he was going to Croatia, and God knows what happened there. He didn't even get to play a single game, and he had yeah. to come back to Bangalore. So you know, Chante, for that matter, uh, Chante, he's some. He's a player who uh, has scored a lot of goals in the ISL. 
and yeah. what i matlab overall and i feel that is because of the fact that because uh, if you like actually had been following his progress he was in liverpool also like a couple of uh, indian players had been uh, called yeah. up by liverpool themselves and they trained uh, at melwood at that point of time and he did come back but i think he came back as a much better player because at that point of time he was a raw talent someone who could just run but now i feel he looks like a much more complete player and someone who can play like not only operate from the wing but can also hold the ball like you know make those runs that can actually be vital when it comes to scoring goals and uh, someone who could actually contribute with his numbers now also he has a proper coach like for example yeah. at chennai under owen coyle he was absolutely banging it and after that um you see him he created a lot of chances but he missed and l- last season under bandovich he literally benched him and he wanted to get rid of him and at the end of the day bandovich himself like he got the, he got the sack at the end of the day we we had a player on our hands and we didn't use him and now no coincidence he's gone to a better, he's gone to a team that has a proper that has proper like they knows what they're doing and they have a proper coach in this buckingham who knows how to use him and now you see yeah. changte and bipin do what they what they are actually doing if you if a raw talent is there you need a proper coach to instill the values in him you need you need proper mentality and that's why we see that's what we're seeing of chante and now you can only see him grow to another level because he's still like 22 23 he still has a good 10 15 years in him so i i can definitely see him doing big things and bipin when you speak of bipin every time you go to the uh, to the andheri sports complex which is the home ground for mumbai city uh, we have that visual of you know bipin taking his shirt off when he scored that goal at the very last moment to win mumbai city that match which is i think a, a semi final or a final no it was I a think. final it was the um, playoff 89th minute 89th minute something like yeah, that yeah so yeah yeah against the people yeah people here in mumbai are just absolutely bonkers for that guy and i'd like to uh, for someone I, i must say that uh, it's very appreciable to see prasanna speaking so much on the indian football front i have learned so many things but uh, i would like you to take you back to the isl and first of all not only do you have any favorite team in the isl No, but Chennai FC since I'm from Chennai, so that is yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I do a lot of content on Chennai FC, and then I try to do on other teams as well. And what has got me like I don't want to like kind of flex my YouTube channel or anything, but the thing is like when you no, please go, go for it. Sport, it's a safe space. Go yeah, for it. So when <laughs> I do when when I do I Indian Super League watch alongs, when I do Chennai or even Kerala Blasters watch alongs, and even in European football when I do like Chelsea Women's game watch alongs. Yeah. I get more views in that because you can literally count on YouTube how many people do content for those respective things. Whereas you see for European football, there's they've already been established ones for Madrid, for Chelsea, for Man United. You can literally, if you just see to click on Chelsea watch along on a on a match day or even a Man United watch along, you literally see like so many channels. Yeah. So when I do the same, what makes me stand out from others? Nothing much really. and i don't really do it on a consistent basis because i'm in this part of the world when i can't do stuff for weekdays because timings clash and whatever so when i do stuff like that i don't i hardly get any viewership because many people are already doing that so obviously yeah. people will go to them but when i do a chelsea women's watch along or a um, a women's game i get more views because if you look at how many you can count the number of people doing that similarly yeah. for these still watch alongs 
now it's obviously got a lot bigger but again you can literally count the number of people doing watch along for chennai for chennai games or even for kerala blasters mm. games absolutely games especially so this is how and, you need to kind of stand out yeah absolutely and we need what, more people doing that else we what won't makes grow. you different yeah absolutely what makes you different from it and uh, since now we have come to the topic of where we are speaking of the extended arms of sports of footballs i'd also like to i mean i'll first of all ask anukar sir and uh before we get into the like uh, the business side that i've just wanted to ask both of you about so anukar sir quickly like if you whenever you have watched so many premier league matches and uh, when you watch an isl game what is the one glaring difference if you could you know share your experience that this is the stark difference between an isl game and a premier league game Uh, see, of course, the quality, as I pointed out at the start. Also, I think uh, it's like this that uh, what I personally feel is that uh, when you when you watch a match in the Premier League, more than the quality, it's also about how much the fans are involved in it. What we see is that even if there is a match in which has Sunil Chetri, as you know, Prasanna talked about that, it's not that the uh, stadium in itself can be like provided to like the all of it uh, can be provided to everyone to come and watch. so i think in a match in which i can see the crowd going absolutely yeah. gaga about the players that would really want me to get more into that game because you see supporters they are the 12th man of any club for when it comes to chennai fc i think people like prasanna define uh, what they do on the pitch uh, the home uh, playing at home playing away there is a difference between that and how uh, that home support really you know can propel a team from going from no- doing nothing on the pitch to actually creating chances because of that confidence that sort of flash that motivation so i think that is something that they really need to look at just that. one thing i like to yeah, point yeah. kerala blasters this is the best home season out of nine games yeah. they won seven so oh wow. this is the oh. best home season this is actually the best season in terms of wins and in terms of home wins so This is how this is what a home crowd can actually do to you. But sorry, I just wanted to. Put yeah, that no, out. no, man, uh, definitely. I mean, the, uh, it further the athletes what I just said, and I really agree with Prasanna here that uh, you know if the pricing of the tickets can get lesser, like uh, Prasanna, I would like to tell you about Doi. Uh, a few months back, he went to watch a India versus Australia match, which was the women's cricket, women's yeah. cricket match, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think the tickets at that time was nil. I don't think they was uh, very less. First three less, games were free, and then the last two games, I think, for absolutely. women, they were free, and for the absolutely. men, they were. Yeah, I mean, I'll just, I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll just give a bit of context before Anukash can agree on the story. Uh, proceed with that story. So BCCI decided that it could be free entry for everyone, and the first three stadiums. first three matches the stadiums were absolutely jam packed and then for the last two uh, for the last two matches bcci said so the women entry is free the men's entry you have got to uh, buy purchase your tickets and so i think that was a pretty successful move by bcci and now the women's cricket base has just expanded and a little of that uh, has to be attributed to what bcci did for that series yeah anukar sir please continue totally i mean like uh, it's not it's not a rare sight anymore that if i'm like you know uh, going from uh, work from work to home or like home to work to see someone on the bus or see someone on the cab watching a women's cricket match it yeah. used to be like a very rare thing i remember back when i was in class 6th or 7th uh, there was a kid in my bus he was i think in fourth or fifth and he was telling me about how great jhulan goswami is or how good mithali raj is but now it's no more a rare sight if i i see yeah. people talking about it all the time i think 
a lot of people know about chef ali verma then uh, people knew about jhilan goswami 10 years back yeah, that is how true. it is the game is really changing and that's what i feel the fans make the game and they, if there are more fans in the game money will get in the game like of course though you will be able to elaborate better but if there's more money in the game definitely uh, there will be uh, people you know wanting to improve the game at the grassroots level because then the quality will be more and there will be more money more fans coming in overall and lastly before we wrap this up and this was not part of what i had in- initially uh, planned to ask prasanna but since lo- uh, uh, looking at the depths at which he has been able to take us through his football conversations i'm just going to ask him this that in the isl teams are currently the team owners are currently incurring losses heavy losses but it's already a hole too deep for them to return now it's almost like agar yahan tak aa hi gaye to it does not make shit it sorry it does not make any sense to go back from here so so i mean prasanna what do you think how do you now we have apart from the footballing side how do you view isl as a sustainable model for the next whatever five years maybe since we have got so much conversations on the football side this is also a very influential factor of the isl yeah definitely and i i remember akshay tandon the owner of fc goa once said that yeah. he expects returns on investment only 10 years down the line he doesn't expect return on investment in the very first year and you see that in like the first like they had the franchise if you are like 15 crores every year and they were making returns of only like 7 8 crores at best so yeah. isl clubs were um getting losses almost every single year and more more so um on the higher side they like not sure the exact numbers but they were incurring heavy losses and yeah not i mean if you part of that can be attributed to like the stadium thing because every state every like every like the rents in stadiums itself are like pretty high because i remember chennai for every match itself we used to pay like 2 lakhs just to rent the stadium yeah absolutely That's, and that is the and... thing so leaving, leaving that aside that how owners the like the one thing that vetadani said the owner chennai fc she clearly said that she is not in the in the game for making profit and she's it will take time and she is willing to uh, give the time she's willing to um, she's willing to uh, take the time to um, yeah. get return on investment which is which for which for a business person is very rare because obviously you want return on investment but sometimes you need to have the patience for it to grow and yeah. for, for any football thing which is which only some places are known for example like in kerala football is big in goa football is big and kolkata football is huge and obviously in the seven sisters in the northeast football is huge yeah, as well absolutely in other places football is very lesser known for example like in punjab you you could see it's slowly getting back and back mm-hmm. in the day used to have the 1962 asian games by janal singh the greatest saulers used to play and then you had jct who find yeah. you the the mm-hmm. like one of the greatest okay. teams and now finally minerva punjab won the title and now round glass punjab and punjab in itself have uh, given so many talents to the indian team i mean punjab have given the likes of andrew thapa they given the likes of toyba nadongba noren um anwar ali bikas human um and yeah and anukar sir manisha kalyan the player we did our episode with uh, earlier she is also from punjab hmm. so yeah the list yeah. the list goes on the list yeah. goes on yeah, so the fact that 
um, of course, when you speak about Indian football, you have to talk about Ranjit Bajaj, sir, and the yeah. struggle he's going through on a daily basis just to get Indian football on the right track. And of course, they have now a 2034 badge, so that now they are training kids to get there to the 2034 to, to get to qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. When you see countries like Japan having a 100-year plan, like... In 1950, they were probably one of the, I think 1990, they were one of their lowest points. And they yeah, had a 100 year plan to the World Cup. Not for and they also, they also hosted the 2002 World Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. not 4, yeah. not 8, not 12, 100 year plan. 100. <laughs> so basically, you're planning for not just your future generation, the future, future, future. So you have to start yeah. now. The future starts now. There is yeah, no tomorrow. Absolutely. The future starts now. So basically, have it has to grow from not just not just even under 10, under 11, under nines, under fives. You basically have to groom kids to actually get into the sport. You need yeah. to have more leagues. And now that the vision 2020, 2047 has come out, there are yeah. some positives, yeah. but like the goals are pretty big. But yeah. you have to see how they actually pan out. Yeah, like, and I think the difference between. Uh, always has been uh, the disparity between the ideation phase and the execution phase. You know, the planning has yeah, always just been one there. Last thing. So, yeah, yeah. in a pyramid, if the basement is weak, there is no way the top is getting ever yeah, getting absolutely. strong. Totally. Yeah. And uh, Anukar sir, let alone our audiences, I think the two of us have also learned a lot with whatever Prasanna had to share in the last half an hour, right? Yeah, I mean, this has been, a, I think, our most informative episode uh, uh, exclusively on Indian football because we have talked about it here and there. And like, uh, we had talked about it uh, with Manisha, we had talked about it with Riyasha, Adidev, but like, I think so much into the depth of the ISL we haven't really got into and it's something new, something that we have learned about. And thank you, Prasanna, for being here, for joining us. It was a huge pleasure having you, man. Yeah, man, and, like, of course. Um, with, we obviously, uh, I myself, I'm, we, all of us are trying to learn. We, we do, I don't know complete details and only some parts here and there. Of course, there's still so much left to learn and we learn on a daily basis. We have to, I mean, as a YouTuber, I think it's probably our job to educate the audience on what our own country, our own country league is. I'm trying to do that. I hope to do that with some shots here and there, with some... Um, uh, with the history of Indian football on regular regular occasion, I hope to do that um, regularly soon. But um, yeah, man, it's just that we are in a daily learning process, and we just keep on hope to learn daily. And we should do more yeah. shows, definitely in Indian. Yeah, football. absolutely. I'm sure totally. it's going to be amazing. And uh, in a little over half an hour is when Prasanna also joins his office work. And for those who have, for those who are tuning into YouTube, they, I mean, Prasanna has had to wake up nice and early in the morning to do this episode with us. Thank you, Prasanna, for going yeah, through man. the rigors of uh, deciding the time and then sharing all the knowledge that you have. We look forward to hosting you and your wisdom again in our episodes. Of course. Uh, for the listeners, please follow us on social media. We are uh, we are close to fifteen hundred tweets on Twitter. We are close to 650 followers on Instagram and we are growing. And for any other information that you would like to mention, please mention in the comments below. Yes, we have finally got to that stage where I can say all these things as well. Thank you guys. Till next week. Good night. Take care. Bye.